G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. I was just about to finish my arts degree and in my head I was thinking, great, I can finally start doing music full-time, jump straight into it and do it full-time. But I felt God say, I actually don't want you to jump full-time yet because you're not ready and you're not mature enough, which is pretty humbling for an early 20-year-old to be like, oh, like in my head I'm like, are you sure, God? I, I really want to do music. But he said... I actually want you to do a law degree. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, today we have part two of our conversation with Grammy award-winning singer, songwriter and musician Mitch Wong, who was born and raised in Australia but now lives in Nashville, Tennessee. Last time, we heard how Mitch began composing music when he was just a teenager and eventually had the thrill of having two of his worship songs recorded by Planet Shakers and featured on one of their albums. Today, we'll pick up the story as Mitch is in his early 20s and going to university in Melbourne. Now, here's more of his conversation with Eric Scatterbo in our Melbourne studios. Jesus, Jesus, The way I think about it is songs capture moments with God, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, church songs. Mm -hmm. They capture what God has done in your life or they capture an element of faith, of believing for something. And what I love about songs is God uses them to expand that moment Mm -hmm. or that element of faith and bring it to someone else. And I think that's a really good way to share the good news Mm -hmm. is is songwriting and, and writing the word of God. And I, so at that point, when when I said that to God that I wanted to do songwriting, I was so desperate. I'm like, God, please make a way because hmm. this would just be a dream come true if I could do songwriting. And at that time I was in doing university. Mm-hmm. Of all things, I was doing creative writing and German, which is the most random huh. mix. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, Very, kind of an unusual mix. Yeah, it was unusual to put it lightly. It was just a weird mix of, of subjects and because that dream to be an author kind of still is alive. Okay. So I wanted to do okay. creative writing, but I also learned German in school. However, I was why, at the- Why German? It was just taught at school. And okay. I love, I mean, okay. Germany's great. It's a great place. Okay. But um, so I was nearly at the end of this degree and I thought- You have so many nationalities yeah. in your heritage- you could have picked one of those I know. Czech Republic. <laughs> I know. But German. Okay, well, we'll move on. And, well, the food <laughs> I'm just is, reflecting on that. The food is fantastic too. So maybe you're it was all that. about the food. I oh, like I'm, you. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a foodie. Oh, good on Trust you. Trust me. <laughs> okay, getting so, back to your story. Yes. I know your wife comes in here at, at some point. Oh, yes, yeah, she will. Okay, all right. So I was just about to finish my arts degree. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was thinking, great, I can finally start doing music full time, jump straight into it and do it full time. Mm-hmm. But I felt God say, I actually don't want you to jump full-time yet 
because you're not ready and you're not mature enough Mm -hmm. to survive, which is pretty humbling for an early 20-year-old to be like, oh, like in my head, I'm like, are you sure, God? I I really want to do music. Mm. But he said, I actually want you to do a law degree. A law degree? Yes. Wow, this is a turn I never saw coming. Yeah. A lot of people didn't see coming too. German, so, I wasn't figuring either. Yeah, but law, some okay. pretty random things in yeah, my life. Yeah. Uh, so I had I had this position into a law school that if I wanted it, I could take it. Mm-hmm. And I felt God say, I want you to do that hmm. for the next three years. And even if it doesn't make sense for 10 years after that, I just want you to trust me and I want hmm. you to obey me. And it was a real crossroad for me because... I think in life we go through times of testing and we mm-hmm. go through times yep, yep. of our motives are tested mm-hmm. and our hearts are tested. And this was the biggest test that I'd faced so far because we all have our priorities, our lists. And even if God has given me a dream, so he gave me the dream to songwrite, mm-hmm. that still couldn't be at the top of the list. At the top of the list, I had this conviction that at the top, it needs to be, I'm willing to say yes to God. I'm willing mm. to trust Him. And Even if He asks you to do something. Exactly. Even if it's not seem, the dream, because yeah. the dream can't take position over God. Mm. Like, God has to be the top. Mm. And it didn't make sense to do it. And so many people were saying, if you're that passionate about music, why would you do this? Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't shake it. It was this nudge in my spirit. I'm like, I need to do this. And I need to steward did this Did you have like an uncle who was in law? I mean, where no did this one. come from? No one. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, and my parents really wanted me to do it as well. Okay. They thought it was a great opportunity to to grow and mm-hmm. develop. So, mm-hmm. they're great parents. Um, so, I did it mm-hmm. and it grew me like nothing else. Three years? Yes. You did the years. whole? Yep. The whole thing. Okay. I've never read so much my whole life. They expected us to read about 120 uh, pages of cases a night. Were you interested? I was. It was okay, interesting. Okay. No, very interesting. Okay. So, yeah, I wasn't. it wasn't torture, okay. but it was, it was interesting for me. And it was actually in the middle of that degree, I was touring with Planet Shakers as a keys player because mm-hmm. I'd, I'd gotten better at keys by that okay. stage and I was okay. touring with them. Mm-hmm. And we were in Denver, Colorado, and we bump into someone from Integrity Music who is a publishing company in Nashville mm-hmm. and they used to work with Planet Shakers. Mm-hmm. So, Adrian said, why don't, just off the cuff, like, why don't you come to Nashville and for a few weeks and just do some writing and we'll set up some sessions with other songwriters in the city and it'll be really fun. That was the moment I've been waiting for and praying for. I mm-hmm. just jumped at it. Yeah. I remember getting home from that tour and booking a three-week trip to Nashville and... I had three weeks. It was December of 2016. And I had three weeks of writing with people all across Nashville. And I just came alive. Yeah, It was so much fun because mostly the way I had written songs before that point was either by myself or with a few friends at church. It was never with people I'd never met before Mm. or, you know. So, all of a sudden, it was three weeks of... You meet someone, two or three people come into a room you've never met before. And then you... Sounds like a strange experience. Oh, it is. It's yeah. so strange because... And eventually you make friends and mm, you, and yeah, you know. Yeah. So, I know 
a lot of people now, but back then I, I knew no one. And you get into a room and you just learn about them. You just have a conversation. Mm, What's yeah. God been doing in your life? What's mm. your story? Mm-hmm. And then somehow by the end of the day, you've written a song together. And it, wow. could, it could have been from just the conversation that you had. It could have been from an idea that someone had been hanging on to. But it's so beautiful. That's why I love Nashville so much is because it's such a city of collaboration. Mm -hmm. People all across the world, it's a very central meeting point for Mm -hmm. Christian music. Mm -hmm. So, people all across the country, all across the world. So, that's kind of the Christian music capital of the world. Yes. In terms of writing, Mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. And you get people from all different backgrounds, all different stories and upbringings, and somehow you create this song together that speaks to all of you. And then... You put it in God's hands and if he wants to expand that and take it beyond and let it speak to someone else, then he yeah, does. And yeah. it's just it's just a beautiful way of learning about people's testimonies and learning about faith mm-hmm. and encouraging people, spurring them on to all they're called to do. Mm-hmm. Now, so, did any of these songs go anywhere? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they did. So, a few of them, I remember, I'm trying to think of that first trip. So, on that first trip, I wrote a song with my one of my best friends now in Nashville called mm-hmm. Tommy, mm-hmm. and he's from Sweden, so mm-hmm. he was doing exactly the same thing as I was. He was kind of coming to Nashville every, you know, few, a few times a year to write songs mm-hmm. for you know two or three weeks at a time, and we wrote a song called Impact, which got sent to Chris Tomlin, mm-hmm. and he ended up putting it on his really? album. Yeah. Oh, cool. Which was so cool. It yeah. was. I mean, I mean, that doesn't happen all the time. But so sometimes you just write songs that never get heard, yeah. which is totally fine. Yeah. But that was just so exciting to mm-hmm. see yeah. that one, mm-hmm. yeah, get believed in. As I worship in That's the song Impact by Chris Tomlin, which was co-written by our guest today, Mitch Wong from Melbourne. Mitch is once again sharing his story and his road to winning a Grammy while living in Nashville, Tennessee. We'll hear more of Mitch Wong's life journey when we return right here on The Story. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. Today, our guest once again is Grammy award-winning songwriter Mitch Wong, who was born and raised in Australia and now lives in Nashville, Tennessee. Before the break, we heard how Mitch was first invited to Nashville to do some songwriting, and one of the songs he co-wrote was chosen by Chris Tomlin to be on his latest worship album. So at this point in Mitch's story, doors are beginning to open for him. Now we'll hear what happened next as Mitch continues his chat with Eric Scanabo. So at this point, are you thinking, 
Okay. Enough of the law degree. Yes. This so, is what I want to do. So that first trip happened in between the law degree in the middle. Oh, okay. Then I finish and that was my green light. That was my, I felt so liberated and enabled, I guess, to just go for it. That's another question I had. When you're there writing songs with these complete strangers, yes. are you intimidated? Like, oh, is my stuff as good as theirs? I mean, am I good enough? I Did you think stuff like that? I know a lot of creatives can think like that sometimes. Yeah, I, I never mean, how really, do you know? I never really had that. Really? Yeah. No. Okay. I don't know what that says, but sometimes- You're just confident or- Well, I'm not really just like an arrogant, confident person. But I do have arrogant a confidence. to be confident. I, I just think when it's so important to remember, it's not about our perfection. Hmm. And I think as songwriters, we need to remember this all the time. I've always had this conviction- that songs, if they come from a good place, mm. if they come from a genuine heart of worship, they're so special to God, mm. no matter how good you are at the craft of songwriting. That's probably the main thing. Keep glorifying God yes. as the main focus. Keep yeah. your eyes on Jesus, and you're not so much worried about yourself yeah. and whether you're and you when know, I, up to snuff yeah, or whatever. When I share about songwriting and when I teach young songwriters, mm-hmm. they come from all different skill levels, mm. But I give them this analogy. If any of you have kids and they draw a picture of the family and mm-hmm. put it on the fridge, yep. does it look anything like the family? No. No. It's like a bunch of stick figures, but it means so much to the heart of the parent. Yes. Because oh, great analogy. It, yeah. Yes. And that's what I feel with songs is- So, you, God's happy. God's happy. You're making a stick figure It could figure be a stick figure, song. but it means something yeah. to him. Yeah, that's and great. that's the most that's mm-hmm. the most important yeah, thing. Yeah, I like it. So, yeah, songwriting, I think I've never really been, I've never tried to compare myself and get Mm. intimidated by other people because I know that God's given me something to say. Mm -hmm. So, if you just, if you're anchored in God's- That's a healthy confidence. Exactly, yeah. Your confidence is in pleasing God. Yep. Keep your eyes on that. Yep. You won't worry about all that other stuff. Okay, sorry I distracted you. Let's get back to your story. (laughs) (laughs) So, you're uh, midway through your law degree. And then- when that eventually finishes 18 mm-hmm. months later, so the three years of law degree is done, I felt licensed to go just do music mm-hmm. full time. Mm-hmm. And I had grown so much as a person and I'd grown in songwriting. And the funny thing is the law degree actually really grew me as a songwriter. Really? Because Now that I didn't see happen. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> but it's really cool because in legal writing, when you're you're writing about judgments or you need to, you know, give legal advice. You have to condense really complex ideas into a very structured, easy to follow, simple to, un- like easy to understand way. Mm-hmm. And I think songs are like that because you've got really complex ideas. Sometimes the Bible has really complex theology, mm. but when you write songs, you have to somehow make that, easy to understand. Yeah, you can't have a theological dissertation in your And you've only got song. so much words. Yeah, right, right. Like, you, you don't have That's a 500-word essay mm-hmm. with yeah. a song. You've just got... With footnotes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it actually really helped my writing. Mm-hmm. And at that stage, I was... Who would have thought? <laughs> I know. <laughs> God did. Yeah. Yeah, at that stage, I was writing in Nashville probably three times a year. So, I was making trips two to three times a year at two or three weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. And I remember two years in, I was standing in a church service 
called The Belonging, which is now my church Mm -hmm. in Nashville. Mm -hmm. And I felt God whisper to me. And it was so cool the way he did this because Mm -hmm. he said to me, son, you can live in Melbourne and have an amazing life and I will bless it Mm -hmm. and it'll be awesome. Mm -hmm. That's option A. Option B is you can jump in the deep end in Nashville with me and see what happens. Mm. And I loved the way that he spoke to me because it wasn't this command of like, you must go to Nashville. And it was so gentle. Mm. And I think he knew that I needed that Mm. because growing up, I never thought I would move away from Melbourne. I love Melbourne so much. And Mm -hmm. I, I mean, all of our families here. So, it was just, it was going to take something like that Mm -hmm. to make me move. And so, I remember just standing in this church service wrecked because I'm like, oh my gosh, I Mm. I think I need to move to Nashville away from my family, away from my church of 16 years, away Mm -hmm. from all that I've known and trusted. And, Mm -hmm. but I just couldn't shake this whisper. Yeah. Mm. And, I got everything ready. I got my visa ready, which took maybe a few months. And I remember I was three months away from moving to Nashville. And all of a sudden, I was in Melbourne. I I remember it clear as day. It was actually nighttime. And I was driving home and I was talking to my friend, Steph, who was my best friend for six years. Mm -hmm. And we had been friends. I don't even remember the first time I met her. Because we just had the same friendship groups. We just Mm. kind of hung out with each other and we actually led praise and worship. Uh, She's a singer as well. Mm -hmm. And we would lead praise and worship at the campuses around Melbourne Mm -hmm. in Planet Shakers. Mm -hmm. So, we would drive maybe to Geelong and we would always get rusted on together. So, we spent so much time in the car. Was somebody doing some matchmaking or? Well, I think the Lord was. I (laughs) mean, yeah, of course. (laughs) But everyone used to say, you guys would be perfect for each other. And we were always like, no, it's just friends. And it really was like, Mm -hmm. honest to God, Mm -hmm. it was just friends. But then this night, I was three months away from moving to Nashville. I was driving home. I would talk to Steph about something on the phone and I hang up and it felt like a light switch in my heart. It just switched. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I've completely overlooked her and taken her for granted. I think Mm. she could be my wife. And it was this one moment thing that happened. I I remember getting home. After all that time together. After all that time. It was. Did you have any idea how she was feeling about the situation? I had thought thought about it, about dating her Mm. before, but never really seriously. It was always because it just made sense on paper. Mm. It was never you know, like a heart thing. So, I ask her out one week later. I take her out to coffee and I find out that she had heard from God 18 months before that. And it was the clearest that she'd ever heard God speak to her. And he said, one day you're going to marry Mitch, but his heart hasn't come around yet and it's going to be an overnight thing. Really? Yes. Oh, so that is so romantic. <laughs> she had been waiting 18 months. Yeah. And she's not the kind of person who would manipulate anything or, you know, mm. drop hints or try and, like, make it happen herself. She literally was just waiting. And So, you had no idea how interested she was in you? I, at times, had a little inkling. I'm like, mm-hmm. I wonder. But we had actually... So, in those 18 months mm. of her hearing from God and, until I asked her out... I had gone out with some other friend in close proximity 
to her, which would have been so hard for her. Mm. And I'd also sat her down to clear the air because everyone was talking about us. So, we're like, let's just clear the air and just see if anything's there. And I said to her, I think all we're ever going to be is friends. And we kind of left the conversation there. And she didn't say Broke anything. Her she poor was, heart. Oh, no, I must have. And it, so all that to say, moral of the story, I'm so blessed. And that she put up with you. Yes, yes. And she still does. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> so it was just such a beautiful way. Three months before you're about to leave. Yeah. So what so, happens? So then we start going out, and pretty much Nashville just gets put on hold. Oh, okay. Because I really felt we we were really good friends. Mm-hmm. So we knew pretty much in two weeks we're going to get married. Wow. Like it didn't take long. She already knew. I mean, she already knew. She's waiting for you. Yeah. She's just being patient. But, uh, so we get married 10 months later then. And the funny story is Steph's, uh, she is a country music fanatic and she loves Nashville. Oh, there you go. So she had actually been to Nashville before I ever had been to Nashville and she'd traveled and, and visited it because she just loves the city. She loves the, the country music there. She loves the culture there. Hmm. It was always at the top of her list. How many Malaysian young people in <laughs> Melbourne are into country music? I think she's the on- she has to be the only <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, it's just, she says that all the time. It's the most random outlier. There's a lot of randomness in this story. <laughs> yes, but somehow it just all pointed the same yep, direction. Yep. And, and she, you know, had always wanted to visit it. And she actually felt as a teenager, she always had this feeling that she would live in the States one day. Hmm. She felt like, actually in particular Nashville. So, Hmm. when we started dating, it kind of became this, a matter of when we moved to Nashville Hmm. because it just was too random to not, it it had to be something else. It had to be Hmm. God leading us. So, we got married and we really wanted to spend one year married in Melbourne. We didn't want to just kind of get married and go peace out, see you guys, like <laughs> we're moving country. Yeah. So, we spent one year married and- In Melbourne. In Melbourne, around family and friends. Mm-hmm. And I I just think it's so important to ground your marriage yeah, the right yeah. way, especially mm-hmm. in today, there's so much divorce mm, yeah. and it's so sad and I, it just breaks my heart and I think- we really just wanted to take that extra time to be around our family and friends and and lay really good foundations mm-hmm. for the marriage, which was great. So then it comes to the end of February 2020, mm-hmm. and that was the, the date that we had set when moving to Nashville. Can I ask what year you were born? 92. Okay. And we move, and I remember on the news the main story in the news was the bushfires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was one story about COVID in a Japanese cruise ship that they'd grounded the cruise ship in Japan and it was, you know, being contained. Something about a virus, I think. Yes, something, <laughs> some sort of virus. Yeah. So, we move end of February 2020. Then two weeks later, the whole world shuts down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we all know what happens next. Yep. But that was such a... It, it didn't take us long to realize that God had really moved us at exactly the right time yeah. that he wanted yeah. us to move mm-hmm. because the option to travel back home was taken off the table. Mm. Yep. And we really were forced to put our roots down deep in Nashville. So, we, we had a few months of, you know, staying at home. We couldn't really 
build community or make friends. However, yeah, here you are in a new country. Yes. It really was bizarre because we had moved, you know, so excited. Mm -hmm. And God is so good because in the first week we got our car, which Mm -hmm. having no credit in the States is a miracle. Mm -hmm. And we get our names put down for this apartment. So by the time we move into the apartment in March, the world is shut down. The apartment's not showing anyone around. So it was really just, he literally got us there just in time for us to just have a place to live. Mm -hmm. And we had a few months just us two. And it was mm-hmm. it was actually really special because yeah. up until that point, the years before, I'd been touring a lot mm-hmm. and traveling for songwriting. So, mm-hmm. I'd been away from home a lot. And just to be able to spend that time with her was beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, within those three years, we've done so much songwriting. And Steph, actually, she works for anti-human trafficking organization. Oh, okay. So, she's really passionate about that. She actually mm-hmm. songwrites yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Do you sing together? We do, yeah. Oh, okay. So, I just released an album and one of the songs that we that is on that album is called Multiply and we sing that together. Oh, great. Yeah. And it's not a pregnancy announcement. <laughs> <laughs> so, many people were asking that, is this, is this your pregnancy song? And no, it's not. It's okay. about how, it's a song about... You know when Jesus, maybe one day, <laughs> yeah, maybe one day. I mean, hopefully soon. Yeah. But you know that story of when Jesus takes the fish and the loaves mm-hmm. and he feeds mm-hmm. the five thousand. Yep. Our story for moving to Nashville really we related to that because we had this revelation that everything you put in the hands of Jesus, whether that's a dream, mm-hmm. whether that's a really small decision to say yes, whether that's your finance, whether that's your friends, your family, whatever, put mm-hmm. it in the hands of Jesus. He can multiply it and do so much more with it than if we were to hold it ourselves. That's Mitch Wong, along with his wife, Steph, singing a beautiful song he wrote called Multiply. And that brings to an end part two of Eric Scatterbo's conversation with Mitch Wong. We invite you to join us again next time for part three, when Mitch will share the story behind winning a Grammy Award for being one of the co-writers of CeCe Winans' hit song, Believe For It. That song won a Grammy for Best Contemporary Christian Song at the 2022 Grammy Awards. And the song also won the Gospel Music Association Dove Award for Song of the Year in 2022. So we'll hear all about that next time. Meanwhile, to find out more about Mitch and his music, you can go to his website. It's mitchwongmusic.com. Once again, that's mitchwongmusic.com. Well, until next time, when we'll hear more of Mitch's story, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. I remember at the time, we were believing for a way to go home because we hadn't seen our families in two years. And we went to our immigration lawyer and asked him, do we qualify for a green card? What do we need? And he said... In the conversation, he's like, you know what? A Grammy nomination isn't enough. You actually have to win one 
Australian singer and songwriter Mitch Wong joins us once again to share more of his story and how winning a Grammy Award was an answer to prayer in more ways than one. That's more of Mitch Wong's life journey coming up next time. The Story. Just another way vision is helping you look to God daily. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.